Welcome to episode number 24 of the Outside Scoop podcast. I'm Dustin Stortzum, joined alongside the 2019 Expedition League General Manager of the Year and the Expedition League Hall of Famer, Jackson Bruce. We're back. It's uh, back-to-back episodes number 24, and uh, we're excited to be here. And we have an amazing interview coming up later on in the podcast. WWE superstar Raquel Rodriguez joins us for about 15 minutes or so, and uh, we also want to give a special shout out to our new sponsor masterpiece and jackson you can kind of tell us a little bit more about them but how you doing today man everything everything going well up there in south dakota everything is going great my man uh just just a great wednesday gonna have raquel on which is the most exciting thing to happen on this podcast i would say and i'm and i'm pumped about that uh, bristol from masterpiece getting on board uh, they got great products, THC, THC, all hemp-derived, Delta 8, Delta 9, Delta 10. They got Kratom. Uh, they got Kava. They got all kinds of good stuff. It'll help you sleep. It'll help you relax. Got some CBD stuff. Um, and, you know, if, you, if you're looking for a buzz, they got the nicotine vapes. So lots of good stuff. But the, the, today, great day in Pierce, South Dakota. Trapper game tonight against the Red River Pilots, so I will be in attendance for that, and uh, just a great summer day. We love that. Nothing like a great summer day in pure South Dakota. Uh, let's get right into the episode, man, because I think we both got places to be and people to see and you know games to watch, so let's get right into the episode here. We're going to start with our underrated section of the podcast today, and uh, we'll start things off by fan base. Jackson, who do you have as your uh, most underrated sports fan base? I would say the Cleveland Cavaliers are my underrated sports fan base. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they, they've had some bad, bad, bad teams. Uh, but before LeBron got there, they were, well, er, late 80s, early 90s, they were good. And then in the 90s, and early 2000s, terrible. LeBron gets there, they have something to ex- get excited about. It, and, they, and then he leaves in heartbreaking fashion. Comes back, wins a championship, leaves, they're bad again. And now they're on the up and up. But the thing is, one thing about Cavs fans is they always show up. When it was uh, right after LeBron left, they still pulled in good fans. They're always very uh, passionate. They, they wait, the Cleveland fan base as a whole waited for a championship for over 50 years. But I can't say that Cleveland Guardian fans are all that great because their attendance stinks. But, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers fans, they are in it through thick and thin. And also, I would I would even give a nice little uh, shout-out to Cleveland Browns fans as well. Cleveland overall is a great sports city, but I, I give Cavaliers the edge in underrated because not a lot of people talk about them. But they stay relevant uh, as a team, even when they, they're not great. And I think it's because the fan base cares so much. All right. I like that. I'm going to go with, uh, I've got two. One of them is, uh, actually underrated. The other one is the Buffalo bills <laughs> just because their fan base oh, is their fan I mean, base literally is... insane jumping on tables. They're, they're doing things and bitter cold. Like that fan base is awesome. I love the Buffalo bills fan base. They go crazy. That's the type of game day atmosphere that I want when I show up to an NFL game. Bill's fan and, base uh, is like the Packers fan base, but they jump through tables and flaming tables <laughs> and uh, they, uh, and they don't have any rings, but it's right. like the Packers fan base, but you know, without uh, they're a little, they're a lot more wild and they don't have any hardware, but what, what's your underrated one? My underrated one is the Denver Broncos fan. Base. Ooh, 
I think I think Denver's got a great fan base. They have the um, longest sellout streak in NFL history. And uh, they're a team that, uh, you know, they're not winning football games all the time. Now they might be better this upcoming season with their new quarterback, Russell Wilson. Uh, but this is a team that uh, they don't win. They don't win Super Bowls all the time. They have to brave the cold every single weekend. And they come out even when their team sucks. And I think you got to give props where props are due. And that's the Denver Broncos. I will say this, that their record of sellout streak is a little bit tainted. Okay, but so is Nebraska's, if we're going to go there. No, I'm not saying that it's as tainted as Nebraska's. I'm not saying that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, and it, and I, I give them props for it, but it's a single city sellout streak. If it was not single city, then it would be the Packers. Because they played, not. they played games in Milwaukee. Like half, they play like two or three games in Milwaukee every year. But Broncos fans, I, they're passionate. I will admit that. Are they annoying? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they, they are on the level of Cowboys fans and thinking that they're relevant every year, and they're not. But they've won more championships since the Cowboys have, and they're, they're just not as insufferable. So I'll give them that. I, 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 give, I give them more passion points than I do annoying points. All right. All right. That's fair. Fair enough. Good choice. I like the choice. People people listening to the pod will like the choice, too. Our South Dakota yeah, listeners, about well, half of them are probably Bronco fans. So There we go. I'm, I'm relating to the Bronco fans here. Let's go. Let's go Bronco Nation. All right, let's get into our next topic. Underrated candy, Jackson Bruce. Non-chocolate, though. Non-chocolate, though? Non-chocolate I, candy. What's your underrated one? Oh, no. this, is, this is like the king of underrated. Mike and Ike's. Oh, hey, I like Ike's. I, I love Mike and Ike's, uh, and nobody really talks about them. They're not flashy. Uh, they nobody gets too excited about them, but they're great. They taste great. If you if I know people when they talking about fruit candies, they talk about Starbursts and Skittles, uh, and Jolly Ranchers. But I'm telling you, man, you get a box of Mike and Ike's. It, it's like you got a few snacks in one. They 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 stay in the stomach and they're just delicious. You. And if you really want to get fruity with it, you get uh, Mike and Ike's and Mellow Yellow. Great combination. Mike and Ike's and Mellow Yellow, huh? Yeah, yeah. Eat Mike and Ike's and wash it down with some Mellow Yellow. Okay. All right. You know, I have not, I have not a Mellow Yellow in probably five years, dude. I'm actually currently drinking one. Are you? I, I might am. need to go get one sometime. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Megan. She replaced the Cherry Coke with the Mellow Yellow. That's a dub. In the pot machine. That's a dub. <laughs> That's a dub from Megan. Big dub. So I'm going to go with um, Swedish fish. Okay, yeah. Never go wrong with a little Swedish fish. You, you have to be in the mood for it. But, um, you know, the, I stopped at a gas station. I see the Swedish fish. I got to pick it up. It's cheap. They taste great. And um, they're, they're a great snack for a long drive. I love me some Swedish fish. I can only eat like five or six of them, you know in a, any given time, but they're delish. I think they're, they're underrated, maybe not the best non-chocolate candy, but they're certainly underrated. And I think they need a little more love than what they usually receive. Yeah. Swedish fish. They're only the, the red, right? Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, that's the only kind I've had. If there's different kinds, I haven't run into them yet. So I'm, I'm almost positive and people could look this up and prove me wrong, but I'm almost positive. They're made by the same people who make Sour Patch Kids. And I'm pretty sure it's pretty much like a red Sour Patch Kid without the sour on it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're I, good. I can agree with that. Yeah. They're, 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 good. They're, they're good. See, I love Sour Patch Kids, but dang, they cut my mouth up. 
Oh, they they tear it up. What's your favorite like color of Sour Patch Kid? Oh, I I oh uh you know, it was originally red, but now they got the blue ones. I like the blue. Dude, the blue ones are so good. And then they had the Sour Patch Kid lineups where they blended the red and blue together. Oh, oh it was so that that's like so if good, you, it's like the uh blue and red uh trolley were uh sour gummy worms. Yes. Those ones are the Those best are ones out of the bag. Undefeated. That's like that's a that's a top notch snack, dude. I love Trolley Absolutely. Bright Crawlers. They're so good. Red and yellow is solid too. Oh, dude, it, the whole bag is solid. And then they got the very berry ones. Those are solid. The octopus ones are solid. Dude, trolley just brings the heat. You know, I I wasn't a big green and what a green and orange guy. Yeah. Until like a few years ago. And then I started, you know, having some respect for them. I respect I used to the hate whole them. bag. Throw them out. You got to respect the bag. So respect the whole <laughs> bag of crawlers, baby. <laughs> Our next underrated topic, and uh, this is going to tie into a story we talk about in a, in a few moments. But Jackson, what's your underrated hairstyle? Oh, <laughs> oh my wife's going to kill me with this one because I I rocked it for a summer as the as when I was the GM. I I got some racing stripes in the side of my head. Oh no, he got, got the lines. I got I got a couple lines on the side of my head, and then one um, I had uh, it looked like a heartbeat. I would actually, I will actually post those on Twitter. Like they were, they were rocking. Gentleman's barbershop gave me the racing stripes, and then uh, my my dude Herm cleaned them up when they were getting dulled down, and then he he gave me the heartbeat one too. And so uh, I anything that's just simple on the side of the head gives you personality with a fade. It was with a fade, by the way. But anything that's okay, etched right. into the side of your head that's simple, I don't need anything elaborate. Just something a little simple gives you a little personality, but Jess hated it. Hated it. But I thought they <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I thought they looked awesome, dude. I didn't wear a hat like half the summer because I just wanted to show off my hair and uh, that was that was my best year as a GM, man, and uh I I was rocking. I think I think part of the appeal was like let's go see Jackson's hair. <laughs> hey, you got fans to the ballpark though. Seven hundred a game thing. that year. Woo! You're filling it up. <laughs> In pure, that uh, is filling up the ballpark. Yeah, that's a that's a tenth of the town almost. It is. Um, my my go to. I was gonna say the mullet because the mullet's starting to come back again. But I'm gonna go with the uh, just the simple, you know, curls out of the back of a baseball cap. I don't think you can beat that. The ladies love it. Oh yeah. Um, they yeah. It, it just turns into a waterfall. Get a little lettuce. Know, with, get a little lettuce going back get there. A little, get a little lettuce going back there. The curls outside of the baseball cap. That's when you know like a player's athletic. Like if you see the curls coming out of the back of the baseball cap, the longer hair. Like you know, this guy's gonna ball. This, this kid's going four for five with uh, with a cycle. Like oh yeah, he's just gonna ball out. Why do you we, think Dansby have... Swanson balls out all the time? Dude, Dansby Swanson goat. I love Dansby. Huge fan. He's underrated he's that. shortstop. He's got that lettuce going. He does. Little lettuce going out. You know the the back and the sides of the baseball cap hairstyle. I could never rock it because my hair doesn't curl. But uh, I've always admired that hairstyle from people who can do it. Oh, dude, the That's best the best college baseball players have it. Like you see a college yeah. baseball oh, yeah. player, and you're like, that kid can rake. This kid's raking. He's raking today. Raking. He's got the curls. <laughs> All right. Well, um, 
Let's uh, let's talk with Raquel Rodriguez. She's going to be on the podcast here, like I said, for about 15 minutes or so. We've got an interview with her. And then when we come back, we'll get into your opinions uh, section of the podcast. We'll try to get short stack on the line. And then to finish things off, we've got our who you got section coming back for the second straight day. All that and more right here on the Outside Scoop. Masterpiece and Pier is your one-stop smoke shop. They have disposable vapes, Kratom for pain and energy, hemp products, and smoking accessories, along with apparel, backpacks, and local artwork. Masterpiece is located at 111 East Capitol Avenue in Pier. Give them a call at 605-295-2250 or find them on Facebook and Instagram. And welcome back to the Outside Scoop podcast. Dustin Stortzum and Jackson Bruce here. And we've got a, um, th- this is an interview that we have been looking forward to for a couple weeks now. Raquel Rodriguez, uh, up and coming WWE superstar is on the podcast. She's an NXT women's champion, a two-time NXT women's tag team champion as well. And uh, she's coming up to South Dakota as the WWE is uh, coming to the great state of South Dakota. Raquel Rodriguez, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk with me about these great events coming up this weekend. I'm so excited. So uh, our first question for you is, have you ever been up here to South Dakota before? I have not. You know, maybe I've driven through when I was playing basketball in college, but I've never been able to visit the state and really see, you know, what it has to offer. So I'm really excited because Shayna, you know, she used to talk about it all the time when we were in NXT. (laughs) Love that. Well, uh, we'll be happy to see you up here for the first time. Um, Jackson and I were just going to ramble off some questions um, to you here. And Jackson, I guess I'll, I'll start off with the first one. And uh, we're some of our fans, we've got a lot of people who love watching the WWE and wrestling as well. And uh, my first question for you is, you know, you're just getting into the WWE now. Um, I know your father was a WWE wrestler have you always wanted to wrestle? Was this always your dream growing up was to be a wrestler or did you have other, you know, inspirations or, you know, a different dream career? Yeah, no, this, this has really been a dream of mine since I was born. Um, which is funny. I tell this story a a few times that the day I was supposed to be born, my dad took my mom to the hospital and he was actually supposed to have a match that night. So because I wasn't immediately coming or my mom wasn't immediately going into labor, his tag partner was like, hey, you know, the doctor said we have a little bit of time. Let's go work and and then we'll come back and the baby will be born. So he convinced my dad. They left. They went to go wrestle. And as they were wrestling, I came into this magical world. (laughs) And um, I feel like it almost started then because I, I just always wanted to be a part of it. You know, we would go to trainings with my dad, we would go to his shows and, and it was just so awesome to watch him in the ring working. And he was such a big inspiration to me along with everyone else, you know, like the Galvans down in Corpus Christi and, and his old friend, Richard, Mr. Prestigious and his tag partner, Damper Dan as well down in Louisiana. I just loved watching these guys work and they had so much passion for it. And I think that's where it started to build for me, but because it was a different time for women's wrestling, then my dad was like, Nope, you're going to go to college. You're going to graduate. So I started to play basketball. Long story short, after I graduated college, I was like, Dad, you know, I would really love to give it a try. Um, so he gave me a two-year limit. I went and I met a recruiter and then boom, got to try out the rest of this history. And I'm just, I'm so 
excited every opportunity that I get to live my dream because it's been a long journey even when I started at NXT till now and so I'm just grateful for every every single thing that I get to do and see and and visit as well because one of the best things is getting to come to these new states and and meet the people of these states and meet the cultures and see different things and it's just it's really really awesome to be a part of that's that's awesome to hear um, it's cool to hear your everyone's stories about how they get into this, and uh, and you were kind of born into it, which is uh, which is kind of unique, but not always, just because you have your <laughs> wrestling families and everything like that. Um, but yes. so the the event in Rapid City this weekend is a, a it's WWE Saturday Night's main event. Uh, how is mm-hmm. how are these types of events different than uh, since you're on you were on NXT now you're on SmackDown? How how do they how are they different uh, the televised events compared to the Saturday Night main event? There's just so much more fan to superstar interaction. Like I have not, you know, it's been it's been what two or three years since the pandemic hit and we were performing in front of zero people and then. Slowly, we started to build up our audience again down at NXT, but nothing compares to these live events with WWE, with Raw and SmackDown, because you were going to these small towns that haven't had, you know, anything in so long. And so I know that the audience wants to be entertained as much as we want to feed that to the audience. And I love being able to look out in the crowd and see, you know, a kid waving at me or someone flexing at me or someone who needs a high five and going over there and just making their day and smiling for them and making sure that, you know, for me, my job is putting a smile on someone else's face because that in turn really makes me happy too when I can feel something, a genuine connection with them. And so that's what's really cool about these live events is that you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who's going to be able to stop and take a selfie with you while you're out there waiting for a high five. You know, we have these VIP meet and greets as well. And so the fans can, you know, purchase those tickets in 45 minutes to an hour before the show even starts. They get to have these interactions with a few of our superstars for a good little minute and ask them questions and talk to them and take pictures with them close up. And it's just really, really cool to have these interactions. Like they're so important to me. And I can only imagine what it means to the people who are coming to these shows and look up to us. It's really, really cool. I think that's one thing, you know, like us as fans really appreciate is unlike any other um sport like you guys are all about the fans and you guys care so much about the fans and uh, i think that's what i really appreciate is you guys take the time every event to go talk to fans you know high fives you're up close and personal with them and that's something that um i can i can really appreciate and i was someone who grew up i loved wrestling as a child and then kind of got away from from it for a while and now i'm starting to get back into wrestling again and so i want to ask you like what would you you know tell these fans that you know maybe grew up watching wrestling got away from it and now are are starting to come back into it yeah i would like you guys know that there's something for everyone that's the great thing about raw smackdown and nxt is that they are all three completely different shows and you have so many different diverse superstars on each show as well. So if, if there's, you know, if you're not connecting with someone on one show, I would check out another one because there's so many opportunities to connect, not just like your real life, but your personal life and, and your work life with these superstars who could be fighting or going through the same struggles as you are. And so it's an opportunity to kind of learn and grow with us in a sense. And I, that's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten from a lot of fans is that, you know, they started watching me when I was in the May Young. And I had a whole different look. I had a whole different name. And and till now, and so they kind of grew up with me in a sense. They grew with me throughout the years of being an NXT 
to now on SmackDown wrestling Ronda Rousey. And it's really cool that they are as excited for me as I am for myself and as I am for them too, to get to be a part of this as well, because that's what it's about is really just including everyone in on what's happening with us. And then that's what's, that's what's awesome. It's having that support from people that you really don't know, but you can tell genuinely want the best for you. Yeah. The fans, everything is so exciting in WWE. In fact, we, uh, on our on our Twitter page, we asked if anybody had any questions, and one of our guests we had before, he's the sports writer here in town. He's a big WWE fan. He's actually going to be at the event uh, this coming weekend in Rapid City. His name's Scotty Millard. He was wondering, uh, since you played basketball in college, if you could compare your basketball game to anyone, who would it be? Oh, I thought Scotty was going to challenge me to a one-on-one game while I was up there. <laughs> oh, you, you would whoop him. You, he, you I was would ready. Whoop him. <laughs> I was ready to say, hell yes, Scotty, you're on. But it's fine. <laughs> um, I think if I had to compare my career to anyone, oh, man, I admired um, the Celtics a lot. And I'm trying to think of a specific... Kevin Durant. I think my, my game was not as not as quite as agile as Kevin Durant, but I, I liked his positioning because he was aggressive and he would drive the ball in um, as a power forward. My my ball work also wasn't as good as this just because I was a center where I grew up down in South Texas. I was a big man. And then as I got into college and went to a D1 school, um, the girls turned out to be like 6'3". So I got moved to a power forward. Um, but it's just small adjustments. And I always found myself super aggressive and ready. I love, I love getting rebounds. I don't know why, but that's my game. My game is the rebound game and the putting it back up. Um, so yeah, I would think Kevin Durant would be someone that I could compare it to right now. I want to go back. You mentioned um, you had the opportunity to, to wrestle Ronda Rousey. What was that like? Oh, that was um, an eye opener <laughs> for me, for sure. <laughs> it definitely was. There was a, you know, this was like my fourth match on SmackDown because two were non-televised. One was my debut, and then this one being the fourth one, it was a lot of pressure, definitely, because it's Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? You just you can't just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to wrestle today. And who are you wrestling? Oh, Ronda Rousey. No, it's not like that. It's Ronda Rousey, right? UFC, like, just historic, badass woman who just, like, kicks butt every single night. And she's just an amazing champion to have on SmackDown, too, because she's actually so gracious at showing the WWE Universe what the women's SmackDown locker room can do and how we can compete with anyone else and showing them our skills and our talents and, and letting the world know that, you know what, the, this locker room does have a lot of competition in it. And so getting that opportunity, it was a lot of pressure, but it was honestly the best opportunity, career-changing opportunity that I could have ever received in my life. And I'm so grateful for it. And I'm really, really happy with the outcome. Um, despite what anybody else says, I think I really showed up for that match. And so it's, it really opened doors for me. No, Ronda Rousey, we all, everyone seems to know who she is, but uh, I actually watched the match on SmackDown when I, I went back and watched it on Hulu. It was quite entertaining. It was a, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then my, my next question for you, and this one also comes from Scotty, your, uh, your former tag team partner, Dakota Kai and NXT He's wondering how she's doing and uh, if you guys kind of still talk and what it's like to work with her. Yeah, I mean, working with Dakota Kai is one of the best things that could have happened to me as well in my career because she was such a great big sister in a sense. You know, like when we got teamed up together, um, we were good friends, but we became closer over the time and we started to develop more of that sisterly tag team type of 
style and, and working with her, it was just someone that I could always depend on and someone that I knew had my back. And I hope that, you know, I, I know she thinks the same for me as well. I know she thinks, you know, that I, I was there for her and, and supporting her and everything that we were thrown into, whether it was winning the women's tag titles for a couple hours or for a day and then losing them. We always had each other's backs and we were always there to help support each other. So I'm so grateful for everything Dakota did for me because she was really like a big sister to me and it helped me develop so much into the performer that I am today. And uh, she's doing good. You know, she's just taking a little bit of time off. I miss her. We do talk every now and then. So, I mean, we do keep up because our relationship isn't just to wrestling. You know what I mean? I care about her on a more personal level as well. And I think she does it for me as well. So it's always good to have those friends that come out of work and that are long lasting. So they're lifers. I like to call them lifers. (laughs) (laughs) This, uh, this next question that I have is from uh, Jalen Williams. He wanted me to let you know that he's been following your career from the, from the very beginning um, and into NXT and now onto the main WWE roster. Uh, His question for you is who are you gunning for now um, in the women's division on the main roster? I'm still gunning for the champ, obviously. <laughs> got to, we got to. Um, but right now, we actually have money in the bank on the line. I think this is a great opportunity for me to try and um, be in my first pay-per-view, first of all, and it would, wouldn't hurt that it's in Vegas as well, but also to get an opportunity, another opportunity to wrestle the women's champ for the title. No, so Money in the Bank actually, I watched that, and that's a that's an awesome pay per view. So that's your first pay per view you've ever you're ever gonna do, is that? Well, I, I'm oh. not sure yet if I'm on it, but okay. hopefully, um, I know we have a few qualifying matches coming up on SmackDown, so hopefully, I can be in one of those qualifying matches and and win my opportunity to be a part of my first pay per view because that would be amazing. <laughs> not, that's awesome. And then, uh, do you have anything? I don't know what your schedule is like when you come to South Dakota, but do you have anything that you might want to do? Or if you don't have time to do it this weekend, do you, is there anything you want to see in South Dakota someday along the line? Oh, man, you know, I haven't I, – I, I was waiting until, like, the day before to kind of look and see what there is. So if you have any suggestions for me, please, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, but, it, yeah, I mean, I definitely would love to see the state. I love hiking. I love going outdoors. So I'm thinking, like, you know, if I want to go see the mountains or I want to go on a trail somewhere and just check out – Whatever it is, this amazing state has to offer because every state is so different. It's so crazy, but I love it. It's like being in a new world every weekend. <laughs> oh, we got the Badlands, so that's always fun to look at. Mount Rushmore Ooh. is here. Um, Spearfish yeah. is about 45 minutes away. I just got married there about a month ago. It's beautiful out there. And uh, there's plenty of hiking to do. There's plenty to see. Uh, and I think the Black Hills is just beautiful. So there's plenty of things if you're outdoorsy that you can definitely do. Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm still waiting for a chance to go to Sturgis, too, because I hear amazing things, and I ride motorcycles. In case no one knew, I, I would love to go be a part of Sturgis one of these one of these years. <laughs> we might have to have a uh, like an outside scoop podcast from Sturgis someday. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Count me in. <laughs> it sounds Perfect. like a lot of fun. Jackson, you got anything else over there? Uh, no, I just wanted to point out that this uh, the WWE main event uh, in Aberdeen this weekend. It, I mean, not Aberdeen. My bad. I don't know why Aberdeen. Rapid City this weekend <laughs> is uh, June 18th, so this Saturday, and it is at 7.30 at the Monument. If you haven't gotten your tickets, you can get them on the Monument website, and uh, that that's pretty much what I've got. Just got to give it a plug so everyone can go see Raquel out there. 
Yeah, guys, and it won't just be me on the show. I mean, you're going to have people like Natalia, Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn in a street fight. You'll have Kofi and Xavier there versus the Usos. Um, you have Asuka, Becky, Liv. Like, there's so many opportunities to meet your favorite superstars, so you just never know who's going to show up. So I would urge you guys to go and get these tickets as soon as possible because we are just as excited to see you as you are to see us. Awesome. Raquel Rodriguez, appreciate the time with us today, and uh, good luck going forward. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on the show. I'm excited. Welcome back to the Outside Scoop podcast. Uh, always, I mean, to, to get an interview with one of WWE's up-and-coming, I mean, stars is just phenomenal, and we appreciate Raquel Rodriguez coming on the po- podcast. Honestly, Jackson, I'm, I'm kind of starstruck still. I am too, and the best part is she's just so nice. She... Oh, I know. She gave gave great answers. You can tell she's passionate about what she does and it appreciates the fans. And I think that's my favorite part overall about WWE. I love the athleticism. I, I love the on-mic presence. But I think the best part is just how well the superstars connect with their fans. It's just, it's it's honestly second to none in any sort of entertainment. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And she, she talked about that a lot, how she just loves talking to the fans. I mean, a lot of athletes, I think, will say that, but do they really mean it? I don't know. Yeah. I certainly know that WWE superstars mean it, though, because they do spend a lot of time. They work with, like, the Make-A-Wish Foundation. John Cena just uh, visited another um, person with with special needs and did a whole event. Like, John Cena is just he, – he's amazing, and, and that whole WWE star – in cast like they are awesome awesome people so it was really nice to sit down with Raquel Rodriguez and talk with her um but let's get into our opinion section Jackson I'm gonna let you take it away all right our first opinion Dustin comes out of the Bay Area I don't know if uh everyone knows this man but uh he's known as the fake Clay Thompson Dawes aka the Clay Thompson impersonator has posted a video the moment he breathes through multiple layers of security at the Warriors' home arena at Chase Center until the moment where he literally walked on the court hours before an NBA Finals game and launched up a bunch of shots. This guy um, does a lot of this stuff for YouTube. He looks like Clay Thompson-ish. I don't know. I I don't know how he breathes through security like this. I've, have you seen the video yet? Yeah, like I mean, he just walks straight through security. Yeah, they don't even question. They don't ask for any ID. They don't ask for any credentials. They're all like, oh, hey, Clay, how's it going? And I don't think he looks enough like Clay to do this uh but he's an overweight clay overweight clay so he's he took a 10 minute shoot around and everything and now he's banned for life from uh from the chase center so dustin give me your opinion on this story let me know what you think about him getting banned the whole act in general i just want to know what you think of this story you know what i don't like the ban i think that we need to be blaming the security not Big Doss TV. Yeah, this guy was filming a YouTube video, and sure, maybe his intention was to get in, you know, like, and onto the court. But that's on the security. He didn't say that he was Clay Thompson one time. He literally walked up there, put his stuff in the bin, went through security, he got his stuff back, and then went straight to the court. Like, he didn't mess with anybody. He got through security. He, you know, he, he acted like an everyday person. And nobody said a word to this guy. And he went into the gym, threw up some shots. And when he made two in a row, security goes, oh, yeah, that can't be Clay Thompson because he can't make two in a row anymore. 
And they came up to him. They said, yo, you got any credentials? He's like, no. <laughs> and they're like, you got to leave. And the the woman who like escorted him out, she was the same one who let him in. And she was just laughing about it. She thought it was funny. But um, I don't think he should be banned, Jackson. I think that is uh, that's security's fault. That's not that's not on Big Doss TV. That's on security's fault. I agree. It's security's fault. I mean, the lady who escorted him was like, that was pretty good. She was like laughing, saying that was pretty good. The thing is, though, like, I don't know. I, I don't like the band because it's on security. Do I, but I, I think this guy's kind of a clown. He He's big clout chaser. You can tell. Um, I guess. Right. Right. For me, I, I don't agree with the band. He didn't do anything wrong. But I mean, what happens if you find a guy who looks like Steph? And he and he wants to do harm, you know. So I think it's on security. I don't like the band. I I don't like this guy's videos. It was it was funny when it happened, like when everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's fake, Clay Thompson." But now it's just kind of getting old to me. Um, but also, yeah, I, I mean, just he, he doesn't look like him gonna, to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's just, he he kind of looks like an overweight Clay's cousin or something like that. Right. But he, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't like the band. I mean it. Was it worth making the video for all that? Because he's banned from the Chase Center. Like he can't go to concerts. He can't go to games. He can't go to anything. Yeah, but I mean, let's and let's be there's real. There's probably going to be some legal action taken too against him. I mean, was it worth it? I don't know. Let's be real though. Those those arena bands aren't all that great. Portnoy got into the Super Bowl when he was <laughs> when his picture was posted up everywhere not to let him in. I mean, That's this guy looks like an I two. Someone else can buy you a ticket. This guy looks like I2 Afro and Clay Thompson meshed together. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. We've, let's move on to the next opinion topic. We got a little bit of a heartfelt story. There's a British girl. She's five years old. She published a book, and she is now the youngest female published author. Um, Guinness Book of World Records has confirmed that Bella J. Dark earned the record for the youngest person to publish a book as a female when her book, The Lost Cat, sold more than 1,000 copies, which is the minimum set by the record-keeping organization. Dark wrote and illustrated the book with help from her mother, Chelsea Syme. I don't know how to say the last name. And the book was published by Ginger Fire Press. And her mom said both her and I, her dad and I are very proud. It's about a cat that goes getting goes out getting lost and realizes... She should not go out without her mom. So it was a guy, it has a good message to it. Dustin, give me your opinion on the youngest author to publish a book. Listen, I first I just want to say hats off because like becoming an author at five years old is amazing. And I think the concept of the book is great for children. You know, you, you don't need to be running off. You don't need to be getting lost. No, you always stay with your parents when you're younger, hold their hand, walking across the street, like, and behave. But this is the, this has the worst illustration the, I have <laughs> ever seen in my entire existence. <laughs> it is the pictures in this book are the worst drawings I've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> and nothing. I don't want to discredit. I don't want to discredit the book by any means, but I'm pretty sure I could like put a, put a utensil of some sort, some Sharpie in my dog's hand and she could draw better than 
what these drawings are in this book. It doesn't even look like a cat. It kind of looks like a dog on some of these pages. I have the book pulled up. I got the book pulled I, I don't up know too. What, the, what, is, what Does that even look like, like a cat on the cover of this book? Does no. that look like a cat to you? No. And <laughs> It's got like six legs. I... <laughs> I agree. Sorry, it's not great. It's not great. I agree. And this is the thing. Hats off to her for publishing this book. I have never published a book. I, I hope to. It's on my bucket list. But at the same time, I've got two things. One, I haven't read the book yet. But the story can't be all that great. Every kid's book, like, the story is not amazing. It's, it's meant to teach lessons, or in Dr. Seuss's case, meant to expand the vocabulary. They're not telling a colorful, creative story. This cat got lost and was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have run away from my parents. Oh, no. You could make uh, plenty of books and like this. And yes, she's five and everything. Great. But the illustrations are not good. I'm looking at this. I drew like that when I was five. So... I'm just saying it's not all that great. And then the worst part, though, Dustin, is it's actually not that hard to publish a book. Because you can self-publish books. I talked to John Hunt, who's self-published a book uh, through Amazon. He's, he literally told me, he's like, it's not that hard. Plenty of people publish books. I'm like, oh, okay. But then I went to the Ginger Fire Press website, and this thing looks like it is straight out of 1999. This, this website stinks, and I think that they kind of knew what they were doing here because in the description for her book, it says, Our youngest author, Bella J. Dark, aged just five with her first book, The Lost Cat. They did this on purpose. They, they got free publicity out of this thing. I mean, hats off to her for publishing a book and really getting after it, but, I mean, it's eh. It's eh. Also, though, Hopefully, you know, you know, you're a video game guy. You always hope that the graphics are better in the sequel of the game, you know, like you, you call a duty. Uh, you hope the graphics are better in the next one, right? Right, right. Well, we have a chance because apparently her mom said, watch out for the lost cat, too. So there's going to be a sequel. I Oh, God. The cat's going to get lost again. <laughs> Didn't learn the lesson to- the first time. I think we need to buy the book and read it live on the podcast. It's it's like $6, so yeah, we should. We should read it live. We'll see how good it is. I don't want to roast her, though. Like, Good for her and publishing no, a book when she's five. I'm, ha- I'm happy for her. That's probably something that she's always wanted to do, and she got to do it at a young age. But, I mean, we got to improve on the, on the drawings. Yeah, let's get the illustrations up a bit. Pay for an art class for her with the, with the proceeds, Mom. Yeah, so you should, they, should, they should have made enough money. Yeah, I mean, it's sold over a thousand copies. An art class doesn't cost six thousand dollars. No, no. But but she's only getting ten percent or whatever, or like through the first thousand copies. I read this website. In fact, she she probably is into the thirteen percent now. So she probably hasn't even made a thousand bucks off this yet. But Ginger Fire Press sure is making money off it. Unbelievable. All right. I well, guess it just shows that you can make money off anything. Anywho, <laughs> you, you can. We've talked about it. Instagram models. That's true. OnlyFans. Um, just, I mean, you podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. Some people just aren't good at them. You can trust me. Okay. <laughs> Some are saying. Some are saying. Well, <laughs> should we get short stack online? 
Uh, yeah, let's get short stack on the line. You want to let people know how they can join the outside scoop, just like Masterpiece? Yes. If you want to join Masterpiece and being a part of our brand, give me a call, 605-224-8686, or shoot me an email, jacksonbruce at dakotaradiogroup.com. We can get you on. And you already heard the commercial today. That could be you too. So just know you're going to get some good quality time on the old podcast here, and we're going to put you in a prime position to get as many people hearing your ad as possible. So hit me up, let me know, and you can you can join the team. Join the family. So that's what I got. Welcome back to the Outside Scoop podcast, and we've got Shortstack on the line. Shortstack, how you doing? Where you at? What you hauling? I am doing great, fellas. Doing great. I'm just, uh, I'm actually... I'm actually got the day off here, or the rest of the day off. We got a, a game day, so that's, that's what I got going right now. A train going by. I don't know if you hear that. That's your. That's not your horn. <laughs> no, that's not my horn. Somebody else is blowing their horn. So we're actually changing the podcast up a little bit today. We're going to do one WWYD story with short stack on the line. We usually do our WWYDs and then bring him on. And then he gives us his opinion on one of them. We're just actually going to do it with him today. Um, And this is our story. So a Missouri man named Vernie Dickens Jr. Has been charged with first degree assault after shooting his barber who was uh, cutting his hair. And uh, the reason behind the shooting is because he, he thought that his barber wasn't doing a good enough job. Um, so one, I mean, this guy's now in jail for first degree assault. But uh, also our question today, and short stack, we'll start with you. Um, what are you getting so mad over? Like it, it, someone who messes something up in your life. What is that? And um, how do I want to even word that? I can't even word this question. I would, I would say like, what what but, does somebody mess up so uh, that makes you so mad you resort to violence? There you go. Wow, I'm pretty easy going guy, so there's it's going to take quite a bit to resort to violence. But I I feel like if you, I can't say my hair because I don't have any. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say if you mess up, if you mess up my semi, if you mess up my flow in my semi, I'm going to throw hands. If, if the lot lizard doesn't make the bed after she's done. <laughs> That's exactly right. You don't clean it up. I'm going to throw hands. Oh man. Your, your semi, she better smell. Okay. Because then you're, that's just going to mess it up in the smell, and that's going to mess with your flow. Yeah. yeah. That, what, what do you got, Dustin? What do I, I got? Um, I was going to say an umpire making a bad call, but that seems to be a tough, uh, touchy subject right now. Um, it seems like it's an all-too-common problem. <laughs> it's an all-too-common problem. <laughs> So I'm going to go with like uh, when people mess up my fast food order, especially when I order like a cheeseburger plain. I don't know how you can possibly mess that order up. But oh, man, it, if they what do. About, I, what'd you say? Short stack? What, what about if you ordered cheese balls and they're out of them? 
I mean, that you should be able to resort to violence there too. But I'm climbing through the drive-through window. If I uh, if I open up my sandwich and there's stuff on it after I literally said a plain cheeseburger, all you all you have to do is put cheese on it. That's it. What if, there's, it's not hard to make. What if they just throw one pickle on it? I don't care. That I, made it, me. It's just like, it's just like when I say a taco with no lettuce and I find lettuce on my taco. Like, how hard is that? Fifteen dollars like an hour. You have to go through the extra effort to mess it up. Right. You have. Yeah. You have to do more work to mess up my order. Right. No, I had the, I had the one time I've told you about this. I had one pickle on my burger after t- like one, and they did it on purpose, and I was like really upset about. It. I was mad. I'm like you had to put in the effort to just lay one pickle on there. Like just uh, and, and I ordered two of them, two burgers, just only ketchup. I feel like that. I feel like that one was on purpose. So. Oh, it was deliberate. That you can't mess it up by just putting one pickle on there. You put like three or four. I don't know how many pickles you put on a burger. I don't put pickles on there. But one pickle, that was that was deliberate, and it wasn't cool. So I understand where you're coming from, Dustin. Especially when I've eaten fast food with you, you don't put anything on anything. No, I don't. I don't uh. even eat my fries with ketchup. I'm just plain. Mine? So don't mess up my order. It's easy. I'm making it easy on you. Uh, one thing that just, I if you can't read, that gets me going. Like, I could never be an elementary school teacher. I couldn't teach a kid how to read. I just know how to read. It's just, I and, you know, I, I understand not being able to read out loud. I get that because um, that's a little hard. I, I struggle with it, too, sometimes on the pod when I'm reading right off my computer. But if you just can't read, oh, I don't know what I can do. Reading is so fundamental, but there's people out there who can't read, you know, it, it happens. If you can't read and you, you've, you're listening to the podcast, I, I will applaud you, though, because you had to read the title and try to figure out what this podcast was called. So if you got here, at least you can read a little bit. Also, like people who can't read a room. Oh, yeah, they don't have feel. That irritates yeah, me. No irritates feel is me. the worst. <laughs> that irritates me, too, dude. Because I'll, like, I'll get secondhand embarrassment really easily. Oh, yeah. Or like I'll cringe. Like even at a video, if I see a video and someone like just can't read a room and they just say something stupid when they shouldn't i'll cringe over that oh there's so many people who can't read a room and it's it's embarrassing man i've been in those situations where i or you watch somebody in a situation and you're like just just read the room dude just read the room that's obviously not what you do it's not hard no but there's plenty of people i can't read a room i usually write the room Oh, Oh, that's inspirational. That needs to go on a t-shirt. I can't read a room. I write the room. I like that. I like that short stack. Yeah, tonight, uh, Jackson, big game against our rivals. Ooh. And we're looking to get revenge. Looking to get revenge, some are saying. Oh, yeah. Um, They got the best of us the first time around, but this time's going to be different, I think. There are going to be some benches clearing? No. Wow. Too soon. You never know. Too, 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 soon. too soon. Read the room, Jackson. <laughs> I, I, I can't read. I can't even see you guys. I'm writing the room right now. <laughs> hey, I got I got a special treat for for you guys. Oh. Oh, here that? we go. I I got Mr. Short Stack sitting here next to me. Oh. Go oh. to say hi. Hello, Mr. Uh, Short Stack. <laughs> The lucky, Con- the lucky, lucky Mrs. Shortstack. 
she's got to be so lucky to wake up next to you every, every morning. Well, she is lucky because I'm on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe gave her back. Cotton Eye Joe brought her back. And now she gets to see you in a star starfish position every morning when she wakes up. That's, that's right. That's ruling the starfish position. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, oh never mind. <laughs> Short stack, we appreciate the time. And we'll let you get going on the road. Uh, big game tonight, so uh, we'll we'll be seeing you shortly. You fellers have a good good rest of your afternoon. We'll see you. Good luck tonight. You too. On, change it up a little bit there with Short Stack Jackson, but um, we finally got to meet Mrs. Short Stack, even if it was for a few seconds. Um, but yeah, always a good time with Short Stack. Oh yeah, and the, I think my favorite thing is we got philosophical Short Stack today. He doesn't read a room. He writes it. And that's all that matters. It is. That is all that matters in life. All right, let's get into who you got. Lead us. All Lead right. us into it. All right, Dustin, our first who you got topic. Who you got in a triathlon? Pauly D from Jersey Shore or Vin Diesel? <laughs> this is a good one. I like this one. Um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Vin Diesel. Because okay. he's going to bring the fast and he's going to bring the furious to it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think having that mindset for Vin Diesel and the stuff that he's been through um, on Fast and Furious, I think that he would uh, – I think he'd smoke Pauly D. I don't think he would be close, Jackson. I don't think he would be close. I'm going to take Vin Diesel. Okay. I get you. I get you. Now, I'm going to take Pauly D. All right. For two, for two reasons. One, I think they're in about the same physical shape. Um, if you've ever seen Pauly, dude, that guy hits the gym. I don't know if he can swim, but he's from Providence, Rhode Island. And I saw Vin Diesel's from California. So they probably both know how to swim. They live on opposite coasts, but I think they probably both know how to swim. Um, Paulie D's always on the beach, too. Um, when it comes to uh, just being in physical condition, but also I think they're pretty tied. But I think Paulie gets a slight edge with his hair, man, with his hair. I mean, at the, with his hair, wouldn't that slow you down? Oh, no, not when it's a blowout like this. this I've never listened. Listen, I've never seen Pauly D's hair move, ever. Not on any episode of Jersey Shore, not on any Jer episode of Jersey Shore Family Vacation, not even on an episode of Shot at Love with Pauly D and Vinny. This man's hair, is it doesn't move, and it's slick. Like, slick, man. I think if he wore a hair cap in the, in the water, I think this it would give him... Uh, it, there's no edge in the water, but I think it gives him a slight edge... Um, in the with the running, uh, it looks slick, looks good. I think I think Polly does it. I think Polly can. I think Polly can pull it off. And I think he's got a little more time on his hands than Vin Diesel does. Vin Diesel's always making movies. Polly's Polly's touring the world as a DJ and making Jersey Shore Family Vacation. But he always makes time for his three favorite activities: GTL, Gym Tan, Laundry, Baby. Give me Polly D. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. Who do you have? Who you got in a boxing match? Kim Kardashian or Amber Heard? Oh, oh, oh! Uh, Kim Kardashian easily. No, this you is got like Kim a, K. This is a this is round one knockout. Amber Heard couldn't even win a, a trial in court against Johnny Depp. You think that, dude? She pooped in the bed. She's <laughs> gonna be pooping, stepping into this boxing ring. She's not gonna be able to handle herself. She could 
can handle herself in court? You think she can handle handle herself in a boxing match? You think she can do that? And Kim K, she's Kim K. She's not losing that. This is the most lopsided boxing match maybe of all time. So I'm saying, I don't know. Amber Heard's gonna get smoked. I, I, she's getting smoked. I don't know. I think uh, if she's determined enough, she. I think Amber Heard could win in a boxing match. If the purse is big enough, she's got a lot, a lot of money she's got to pay back. She's got, she got, she got to pay Johnny thirteen milli. She's got to be getting that bag here soon. So, uh, I think, I think out of physicality, I think it's Kim K. But dude, Amber Heard is on another level of nuts. And you got to be nuts to get in that boxing ring. I mean, she's ring. nuts, but she's not. She's not beating Kim K. I, I don't know. I I don't it's know. I, it's a it's a toss up. But I think I think with that extra motivation uh, to get that thirteen milli, if the purse is big enough, the prize is big enough, and she's just she's just wild enough to do it. She just she I think she just got dropped from Aquaman two. If I saw that correctly, so she's got to make money somehow. Kim K. She don't need the money, and if she gets you know she's she's chilling. Amber Heard. She's desperate. She might. She might step in that boxing ring and put on a good show. But that's... what if what if, you know, she's so desperate for the money, right? They're going to box. What if Kim K paid her under the table to throw the fight? Ooh. That's true. There's another there's another scenario. That that that's true. I think I don't know, Amber Heard just she's unpredictable. Did you see her interview yesterday where she's like um People said that I was acting, but you're going to believe a guy who tried to convince the world he had scissors for fingers? And I was like, I don't think that's how that works. No, I don't think he was trying to convince the world. I think he was just acting. She's wild. She's wild. All right. Last who you got. Who you got in a drinking contest? Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Uh, okay. You need to specify the drinking contest for me. Is it a chugging contest? Are they just chugging beer? Or is it, you know, how much you can handle? You know, what 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 type of drinking contest is this? Let's go how much you can handle. Okay, then Aaron Rodgers by by infinity. Like there, there's no way. We I I I watched the videos of Tom Brady after, you know, during their Super Bowl party, right? Out on the out on the boats and everything. That guy was gone. I mean, he had to be helped off the boat. He had to be helped, you know, walking. The guy couldn't even walk. He cannot handle his alcohol. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers in that competition. If you're telling me, like, a chugging contest, I'm taking Tom Brady. But overall, like, in terms of how you can handle your alcohol, Aaron Rodgers by a milli. Uh, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers can't chug beer. But I have, chug. Yeah. I have heard now, when it comes to – I think that you – would have to like PBT these guys. Um, but uh, he, when it comes to it, I think I think that Tom Brady could drink more beer than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but when it comes to hard alcohol, I think I think Aaron Rodgers takes the cake on it. I really do. Uh, he is a scotch guy. Aaron Rodgers is. That is his drink of choice. Tom Brady couldn't handle the avocado uh, vodka or tequila or whatever he was drinking on the boat. Uh, but I have heard, though, like by many of his teammates have said that Tom Brady is one of the best beer chuggers they've ever seen. So I, I give him the edge in beer. I give Rodgers the edge in hard alcohol. I think it, the only fair way to do it is to, uh, at the end of the night, PBT him 
and do a field sobriety test. That would that would be comedy. I mean, you could make a a paper review out of that. I mean they they already they already put ratings through the roof with uh, golfing. They're not even golfers. I really enjoy watching that. By the way, it was great. And Aaron Rodgers coming up idea. clutch, clinched it with the putt. I'm glad he can do it in golf. Two goats can't do it in football. Yeah, you know what? Why, why don't you have? Why don't you talk to me about Ben Roethlisberger going head to head against Aaron Rodgers? Tell me who closed that one out. He's, Get out of here. Retired, dude. Ben right, Roethlisberger's like obese. Big Ben has he more stinks. rings. He stinks. More rings. More rings. More rings until this year when Rodgers gets one. It's, dude, you keep saying this. Packer fans keep saying this, and it never happens. The guy, Are you Aaron ready? Rodgers can't play in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, he can. He's a choke artist. He's a choke artist. He has an over 500 You're record in the playoffs. One of the greatest, according to you, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, or if not the most talented quarterback of all time, only has one ring? One well, ring? He does. One Exactly, dude. <laughs> Let me know oh when his God. defense carries him like Ben oh Rosberg's defense. I, oh I could have played God. a better Super Bowl than him the first time around. He stinks. Oh he stinks. You stink. You smell. Yeah. You smell like I2 Afro. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, no, do. I do not. <laughs> I can smell you from here. Get that, out of here. That south wind is coming down to Nebraska, and I can smell you. Go look, at, go look at the metrics. Go look at everything else. I'm sick of your ring arguments. It mean nothing to me when Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger is not even a top 10 quarterback of all time. Maybe not even a top 15. That's funny because even if you do think that, he has more Super Bowl rings than Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. That's so, fantastic. That's just an L. That's fantastic. That's an L for Aaron Rodgers. Just is another had, one. Nick Foles' just rings another, are more. Just another L. Just another L. Roethlisberger hasn't earned a ring in his the career. Packers are used to he those stinks. in the playoffs. He stinks. Packers are used to those L's. You guys are used to them by now. I, I love don't it. even phase you keep, anymore. Keep talking while your team goes six and ten goes. and wishes they had Duck Hodges. Okay, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna we're gonna be better this year. All right, I'm I'm so. done with this. I'm done with this. We don't want to bore people with our arguments. Um, but do you got any special shout outs today? I want to give a shout out to Australia. 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 Victoria. Were they on our list before? Uh, yeah. Yes, they oh, were. Okay. Well, you know what? I still want to give a special shout out to Victoria, Australia. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. All right, I am going to, uh, I'm going to do a random city today. Do do. Close my eyes. Boom, and we are going with Kalamazoo, Michigan today. All right, home of the shout Kalamazoo Growlers in the Northwoods League and the Kalamazoo Wings in the ECHL. I know my minor league sports, but to the people of KZU, thank you for listening. And we love you. We do. We do. All we right. do. Oh, but before we go, I gotta uh, do one more one more plug. Um, the well, one shout out to my mom for uh, accidentally uh, packing a Coors Light today in her uh, in her lunch for work. Uh, she thought it was. She thought she packed two Diet Cokes, but she packed one Coors Light and one Diet Coke because um, she was tired. So good thing she didn't open them. Or else she'd have been sent home, I'm sure. And then also another uh, plug here is uh, uh, Raquel. She will be in Rapid City uh, at the Monument for the WWE Saturday Night Main Event. If you haven't gotten your tickets and you want to go, log on and uh, go to the Monument's website. They are selling the tickets for the WWE event. I'm sure they're going fast. Those things are big-time events. Make sure to get your tickets and go on out, see Raquel and everybody else who's wrestling. It's going to be a fun, fun event. So make sure to get on out there. 
All right, that's going to wrap it up for episode number 24, The Outside Scoop. The females are pulling away. Now, 49% of our audience, males, you guys got to do some catching up. Trailing by 2% now. All right, we'll see you next time on The Outside Scoop.